This Tuesday, the 22nd of August edition of the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content and contests, including our NFL win totals contest with a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app to get last-minute tickets at the lowest price guaranteed. Use promo code SGPN for $20 off. And we're brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now. Use the code DGEN. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 in any college football bet only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code DGEN. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne in the northeast of England. Today is Monday, the 21st of August, and we have a full card with 29 of 30 pitches and lines and tools. We've got everything. We've got no excuses. No excuses not to give a shit ton of winners. Uh so the burden of that lies firstly upon Mr. Scott Reichel. Scott, how are you doing? Yeah, doing pretty well. Uh, I think I fixed the, uh, aliens, <laughs> the aliens from, <laughs> from yeah, affecting my sound. I think it happens every couple of months. I just have to reset my computer and it goes back to normal. So we should be back to normal. I quite enjoyed that. I enjoyed the aliens. I enjoyed the Daft Punk references. And I enjoyed just singing that share song for a little while. So, yeah, there was lots of stuff going on there. Um, our uh, third wheel that I is uh, you missed all the alien fun, Lonte. How are you doing? Yeah, big fan of aliens, man. Uh, I'm, oh. I'm mad I missed it, but uh, yeah, man, I'm doing good. Uh, looking forward to breaking down the card. Glad we got full uh, full slate here. So yeah, I had back to back pretty good weeks. So hopefully to keep it going. I messed with the uh, with the gambling juju tonight because I've, I'm in the I'm in a different room. Uh, because the football was on the telly, so I came in here to watch the football while I did the Premier League show an hour ago, and I've got a new notepad, uh, so I don't know if this notepad is lucky or unlucky. Um, so we'll Hopefully have to see. It hasn't got mar- It hasn't got margins, Lonte. I'm used to the margins. Uh, oh, yeah. I, 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 I like that. I got bad eyes, so I don't need margins. All I need is just paper, printer paper, oh. just write on it. Yeah, you see, I like writing the little, the all the nuggets go in the margins. I haven't got margins, uh, so we'll have to see how the lucky notebook goes. Um, the people are in the chat. Trev has got a $1 soccer fine. He's then fined me for calling it soccer, which is fair enough. Uh, Dylan's here, Riley, uh, commenting on how good looking we all are, which is very, very correct. Um, so yeah, if you are in there, say hello and chuck us out some, some stats and facts and figures and bets, and we will get to you. Uh, no days for to discuss yet. Monday hasn't got underway. Um, so yeah, full, no days for tomorrow either, actually. Uh, that's disappointing for me. But we will start Tuesday's games with a 6.40 Eastern first pitch between the Chicago Cubs and the Detroit Tigers. Uh, we have Drew Smiley, left-handed pitcher for the Cubs. We have Reese Olsen going for the Tigers. It's minus 120 on Chicago. It's plus 102 on Detroit. You can have an 8.5 or a 9 if you want on the total. And Scott is going to tell us who's going to win. Uh, for me, I, I can't back Smiley. I, I can't believe he's still getting starts this year. Uh, the Cubs are the better team, but I can't trust Smiley, simply put. I'll look for maybe Detroit team total over, but I understand why the line's short and why it might be appealing to take Chicago, but I can't trust Smiley at all. So give me the Tigers team total over. Maybe first five team total over, if you can get that at one and a half. But I'll just keep fading Smiley because you've made a lot of money fading him for the last couple months. Yeah, short and sweet like that, Scott. Solid starts, uh, Lonte. Yeah, I'm with you, Scott. Uh, I mean, he's been in the bullpen, but, you know, he's going to return to the lineup because of the uh, injury to Stroman. I think Stroman's on a 15-day aisle, I think it is. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he could be limited, like, as far as, you know, how, how long he's going to go. So, even then, uh, I still would favor Detroit here. Um, both teams have won six of the last ten. Uh, both been going well towards the under. I kind of like the under here. Nine of the last ten have went under for Detroit. Seven of the last ten have went under for Chicago. Uh, I mean, it's always dicey with Smiley on the mound, but I think we can get under this number. So I like the under uh, lean to Detroit at home. No, I've gone the other way, Lonte. I've gone to the over here. So oh, Smiley, I know, bad start. Uh, Smiley's had three one-in-in bullpen appearances, and they've been okay. But his last two starts 
uh, going back a little while. We're absolutely horrid. Uh, and there's nothing to recommend him. You're right. But I'd struggle to take Detroit with a pitcher on the mound who's got a 6.20 ERA in his last five starts. And, I mean, it, you need a lot of things. You need a lot of ticks in a lot of boxes if you want to take Detroit on any given day. So this doesn't fit for me. I just thought both pitchers would get smashed up. Uh, one or both of them. Um, in that case, the eight and a half looked like the total we could get to. Uh, so that will be my pick. We will go to a 6-4 Eastern first pitch. Between the Colorado Rockies and the Tampa Bay Rays, we have Ty Blatch going for Colorado and Zach Littell. Uh, two pitches with names that we can't pronounce. Um, going for Tampa Bay. Plus 220 Colorado, minus 250 for Tampa Bay. Totally set at eight and a half. Lonte. Yeah, so I'm going to go simple. Uh, Tampa Bay team total over. Uh, I lean to them on the run line. Uh, maybe you can get a reverse run line. Not a reverse run line, but a, like a minus two and a half to get some plus price on it. I mean, Tampa's offense, six plus runs in four straight games. Um, they've covered seven of, the ten, seven of the last ten run lines. They also when they play well at home, obviously, but they covered a run line at home also, 30, 37 and 24 on the run line at home. And it's really impressive being that you don't get all nine at bats. Uh, so I like Tampa on the run line. I mean, Colorado's horrible, 24 and 39 on the run line in road games. They've lost seven of the last 10, 23 games under 500 on the season um, on the road. I mean, t- small sample size, but Todd Blatch, I mean, I guess he's been fine, but again, I don't, do I trust him here against this? Um, Tampa offense who's been rolling lately. I can't do it. So give me Tampa team total to go over. Uh, lean to them on the run line also. Okay, one for Tampa, Scott. I think I'm going to disagree. I think I'm actually going to take Blatch and the Rockies. It would not shock me if the Rays win the game because once again, they're the much better team. I'm not laying 250 with Zach Littell. That's just not going to happen. Like, I'm yeah, taking Blatch. I, I, I just think that once again, you're looking at a price point where if I had the price of myself, I'd probably have the Rays at like 200, maybe 210. 250 on Latell, like that's just way too high to me. Blatch has been fine, and maybe the Rockies can find a way to, you know, get by. But going through Blatch's last couple of starts, five innings, two runs, six innings, one run. Uh, was not very good against St. Louis, four and two thirds, four runs, but he had five innings scoreless against the Athletics, three innings scoreless against the Marlins. He's been fine. Now, once again, would it shock me if the Rockies lose? No, because they're a really bad baseball team. But for the sake of this price, it seems too high to me. I'll go with the uh, I'll go with the Rockies here. I at some point you got to flip a coin to some degree, and if I told you that Latell's laying this number, and I didn't tell you who they were playing against, you'd probably be tempted by the other team automatically. I'm tempted by Blatch here. I think there's some value on it. Um, completely agree. It's not actually my pick, Scott, but it very very nearly was, and I might still just have a cheeky tenor on them. Uh, at plus 220. We talked him up last week, or I talked him up last week, and he did okay. Uh, Lonnie said he's, be, he's been serviceable. Like, um, Zach Little, all of a sudden, is like Tampa Bay's frontline starting pitcher when he didn't get a mention on the show until, what, the start of June or whatever. Um, and he's gone all right as well, but certainly not backable at this price. I've taken a first five under here. I'm going to back uh, Blatch to keep it steady. And Little's been going fine as well. So I'll take the first five under. But yeah, if I had some uh, pizza money flying around, it would be certainly uh, going on Colorado. Um, and again, into the next game, I'm going to tell you first uh, about a couple of uh, our uh, sponsors here, our advertisers here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. The first of which is DraftKings. Uh, DraftKings are primed and ready, I hope you are, for college football. Um, the traditions, the tailgates, the great offers from DraftKings Sports. Right now, new customers score $200 in bonus bets instantly uh, if you bet just $5 on any college football bet. Uh, it was Notre Dame, Notre Dame, how do you pronounce it? Uh, to beat yeah. mm-hmm. Notre Dame to beat uh, Navy, I believe, Scott, was the uh, was the pick you threw out earlier. On. It was to beat by a decent margin, but yeah, I'll give you a better answer later in the week when I actually do more research on the card. Uh, so when Scott gives that out, go and get your uh, $200 bonus. Use the code DGEN. Um, and you'll get that bet instantly uh, when you bet just $5 uh, only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code DGEN. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467369. In West Virginia, 
Visit www.1800gambler.net in partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races. All games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org on behalf of Bootill Casino and Resort. 21 or over in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash Sports with details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions supply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football. Bosh. Uh, game time. The ticket people. Uh, this is a good one. Um, tickets are a pain in the backside to either buy or organise or um, know exactly what you're doing. Game time will um, sort that stress out for you. Uh, the fast and easy way to buy tickets for whatever you want to go to, sports, music, comedy, any theatre near you. Killer deals on last-minute tickets too. You get a best price guarantee. Uh, a lot of the boys at the network uh, have used game time and the experience has been top class. You can find and buy tickets for any kind of event, lowest price guarantee, so you can just start planning the fun rather than sweating about the tickets. Um, football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, and the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and roll for less game time, will credit you 110% of the difference. Tickets sent directly to your phone. You won't have to dig through your email. So totally pain-free experience. Uh, loads of positives here. Download the game time app, create an account, use the code SGPN for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Create an account, redeem the code SGPN for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Okay. That was epic. 6.40 Eastern first time is the San Francisco Giants at the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, San Francisco have left-handed pitcher Kyle Harrison uh, going to the hill, and Taiwan Walker goes for the Phillies. Plus 114 on the Giants, minus 135 on Philly. Total is 8.5. Interesting this, um, and the line surprised me when I saw them. Uh, Kyle Harrison is a new name. He will be debuting tomorrow, um, ranked the 25th prospect MLB pipeline, uh, lefty. And what we know, we don't really know too much about him. He had a hamstring. Uh, he's going along okay this season, had a hamstring, uh, came back about three weeks ago. So he's going to be on a pitch limit. I know that much. I reckon we're going to get about 60 pitches out of him. Um. A walk prop might be an issue. I don't know how one of you boys might be able to tell me how sharp or or how good the books are at putting props up on these rookie pitchers that they've never seen. He's pitched 65 innings in the minors. He's had 48 walks in that time. So that's a big old problem for him. Um, and other than that, um, it's, it's, it's suck it in sea uh, with, with the rookie pitcher as always. Taiwan Walker um, has just had very average results lately. 13 and 5 on the year with a 4 or 3 year rate. Um, 3, 4, 2, 2, 4 earned runs. It's fine. Philly have won three and lost two of those. Um, it's just all really mediocre. But it, that line, if Taiwan Walker puts up his standard line, that'll probably be enough to win. Philly's hitting lefties, okay. I've, I kind of feel like I've contradicted myself because I very often will go for a rookie pitcher because there's value in them. But I thought plus 115 was too, too skinny here. I'd take it. Might gamble a plus 160, but we're not getting that. Um, Philly, minus 135 on the mon money line. Um, you're probably getting the better team. You're almost certainly, if you're not getting the better pitcher, you're getting a more prepared pitcher. Um, I, I just think Philly will win. Uh, minus 135 is just about the working man's price, I think, Lonte. Yeah, I'm with you. I was looking to back him um, here, but like you mentioned, the price is just like really, really low against a Philly team who, I mean, they've been okay and then, San Francisco, they got beat up against Atlanta, but, I mean, it's nothing to be ashamed of. Um, Philly's 37, 34 and 24 at home, so they're pretty good. I thought the price was kind of cheap here for um, for Philly. I might even look at the team total over um, for Philadelphia. You mentioned his walk issues. Um, I mean, you know, Philly, they've scored seven-plus in three of their last four games, and, I mean, he's got to go through the top of that lineup. It's, it, that's tough for a rookie. I mean, it's tough for just a veteran pitcher anyway, so – I'm going to lean to to Philly here. Uh, I like the team total over better. If we can get Walker to kind of settle down, get his control issues um, fixed. He has six walks in his last um, his last game, so if he can get that under control, he should be able to you know have a good day against uh, I guess less than average offense as of late um, in San Francisco. So team total over for me for Philly, and uh, I like Philly on the money line. 
Okay, Scott. Yeah, I think we saw it the exact same way because I wanted to make a case for the Giants because Philly had a mediocre weekend against the Nationals. Not great, but I do think the line's a little bit too cheap. Walker's been fine, as you said before, but you're trusting a rookie who's going up against one of the better offenses in the league, and that's not a good sign. And the Giants in general have been kind of treading water lately. I, I just feel like you're getting a team that is a little bit underpriced here with Philly being the more talented baseball team. I'll take Philly at home at 135. 7.05 Eastern first pitch of the St. Louis Cardinals and the Pittsburgh Pirates. Adam Wainwright for St. Louis. And officially TBD for Pittsburgh, I think it's Johan Oviedo. Plus 120 on the cards, minus 142 the Pirates with a total of 10. <laughs> Scott, I didn't give you Wainwright on purpose. I know you're a big fan. Tell us all about him. Yeah, I've faded him the entire season, and I've made a lot of money. So I'm a big fan of Wainwright. Maybe I'll buy a jersey. But for this one, it's a little bit interesting because I know Wainwright is god-awful, but now you're suddenly laying roughly 155 with Pittsburgh, and it's not entertaining to consider that. But yeah, Pittsburgh team total over, first five team total over, just anything involving fading Wainwright. Oviedo might be going for, for Pittsburgh, and he's kind of had an up-and-down year, so that could be a bit of a problem. Maybe lean to an over for the full game, but I can't trust Wainwright. He was even decent last start against the Mets, and he still lost. So I'll go with the Pirates, I guess, but I'll lean to the team total over. Wainwright, in my opinion, since he has not been benched, he got put on the injured list for a couple weeks, and now he's back. Is it safe to say that for a decent sample size, he's been the worst starting pitcher in the entire league? I think it's safe to say, right? Most pitchers would be demoted if they were this bad. You just wouldn't see them for the next couple yeah. of months. Yeah, I guess I guess that's a good point. So I'll go with uh, Pitt- I'll lean Pittsburgh team total over, but I acknowledge they've not been great lately. But damn, Wainwright's terrible. So that's that's my thoughts on the uh, game. Obit, um, Lunty. Yeah, I'll just expand on how terrible he's been. I mean, I got auto fade written by his name. Um, <laughs> allowed multi home runs in two of his last four. 20, in two of his last four starts, 22 earned runs in his last four starts combined. Uh, he's only went over um, three innings, pitched three times in his last eight starts, so he's not getting a lot of length. I think he was pulled after like one inning. Like, not even – he didn't even finish the inning, I don't think. Yeah. Um, and, and, like, his previous start before his last one, so, like, two starts ago. And, uh, I mean, Pittsburgh, I, I like them offensively better than, you know, some of the more bottom-tier teams, but they're – I did a few weeks well. ago. They've they've been in a yeah. slump lately, but still. Yeah, but, they, but Wainwright on the mound, they should be able to get out of that slump. Uh, yeah. If they can't, then, you know, they're in trouble. But uh, if it is Oviedo, uh, he had two bad starts in between um, some pretty good outings. He had one earned run, a few in four of his last seven. Uh, so I think he should be somewhere in the middle. Maybe I like give up two, uh, two or three here. So I like Pittsburgh's team total over. I like Pittsburgh um, on the run line also. I'm going to take a guess yeah. on uh, what Malcolm has for this game. Uh, so okay. initially I looked at the line and I saw Pittsburgh minus 155 and I wasn't a fan of that, but then I saw Wainwright and I have capital letters. Nope. Written to his name. So I was a little bit torn <laughs> on what to do in this game. <laughs> do you know what? You bastard. You're not a million miles away, right? Um, yeah. All right. The pick is, yeah. I, oh, you, Am I right? Is that basically what happened with your thoughts on this game? <laughs> Pretty much. Do you have no nope written in all capital letters next to one? I do not. I've got okay. what I've got written next to it, right? I've got old yellow situation. Oh, which, okay. do, you, do you get I've that? I've been reference? saying that for months. Yeah, I've been saying Yeah, old yeah. Yellow I think that's where I've yeah. got it from. I think that's why it popped into my head. Yeah, just yeah. take him out the back and shoot him in the head. Um, I've got Pittsburgh written down at minus 142, but you and everyone else in the chat has just put me on so many better ways of playing this game, like the Pittsburgh team tool or the first five over, stuff like that. So I've kind of let myself down with my pick. I don't actually mind Oviedo. Um, he he can get back to it. The, it and it's also a fear of the cards. They won last night. They, they scored seven past the Mets. But uh, they were on a little skid before that. They'd lost um, four games and only scored five runs in those four losses. Um, so it's not just the Wainwright you can fade. You can fade the Cardinals as well. But yeah, I've got Pittsburgh as my pick. I, I will stick by my guns. But I didn't do a very good job of finding the best bet. Um, so yeah, you, you weren't a million miles away. Um Scott with my play on that one. Right, where are we going? 705, Eastern Toronto Blue Jays, Baltimore Orioles. This is a good looking game. Uh, you say Kikuchi, left handed pitcher for Toronto, Grayson Rodriguez for Baltimore, minus 115, the Blue Jays, minus 105, the Orioles. Total is set at eight. Lonte. 
Yeah, I'm going to go with Baltimore here. Um, I, I like the way Grayson Rodriguez has been pitching. Uh, he's not allowing a lot of contact. Only allowed over three hits once in his last five starts. Um, hasn't allowed over three earned runs in his last uh, in those five starts also. Uh, he has one home run allowed in his last six starts. So he's doing a really good job of you know keeping the ball playable um, and inside the park. Uh, Baltimore in really good form right now. Won seven of the last ten. Offense has been really good in the last three games. 26 total runs versus Oakland. I know it's Oakland, but... I mean, still, 26, 26 runs in three games is is pretty good. Um, they've dominated Toronto in the last five matchups uh, this season. And they outscored them 27-12, to 12, and four of those five matchups were in Toronto. So they're going to be at home where they're more comfortable. I mean, they do play well on the road also. But, I mean, at home, big spot. This is a big series for them to keep that momentum going into the postseason. I mean, I know we still got a long time, but this is pretty good uh, for Baltimore here to get it going. So I like Baltimore. I lean to the over also thinking we can get some runs if, you know, Grayson Rodriguez, if he can't really keep control of the Toronto lineup. Um, Boba Shett came back this weekend, I think, and he looked pretty good. So um, maybe it can be a little bit. I can see some runs uh, if you tell me it's going to go over. I, I lean that way, but I like Baltimore. I think it's a good spot for him. And we might have the start of the night for Trev on the, on the Blue Jays. 11 and 23 versus AL East opposition oh, wow. um, is a bit of a, yeah, a bit of a sickener for, for Toronto back at CS, Scott. Yeah, I'm going to go with Baltimore. I think this line's too short, to simply put. I said a couple weeks ago, I thought that Baltimore was going to, once again, stay in first place, and I thought that the Mariners would uh, surpass the Blue Jays in the wildcard race, and they kind of have, because Seattle's been really good lately. Toronto hasn't even been bad. Seattle's just been going crazy for the last couple weeks. But I still think Toronto's going to miss the playoffs. So I said that a while ago. I'm not a fan of their manager, and you're looking at the Blue Jays, uh, once again, playing decent baseball, Baltimore's been very solid. Gunnar Henderson should have hit for the cycle yesterday, but he turned down a single to go for another double. So he actually uh, ruined his own cycle <laughs> in the game yesterday. But still, I like how Baltimore's played. I think that right now they're one of the best teams in the league. And you're looking at Toronto. I think that they are a fine wild card fringe team. But if you want to give me Baltimore at home at minus 115 when they're 36 and 23 at home, sure. I have no problem with that. And Rodriguez has been decent. Kikuchi's been fine, too. I'm actually kind of leaning to the under because of that. I do think both pitchers can perform well here. But Baltimore is just much better than Toronto. You're getting a low number. So I'll take the Orioles. Yeah, team right here. Um, and it sounds like a, an entire podcast, right? Because everyone in the chat's just uh, Baltimore smash. But um, I thought Baltimore would be a good price. Um, and it turns out they are minus 105. Kikuchi's been great. Uh, Rodriguez hasn't been far behind, though. Um and Baltimore a better team. It was pretty straightforward. So, yeah, I'll take Baltimore here at minus 105. Um, Scott, I've got a challenge for you between now and the end of the show. There is one picture on this card that I have the word no written next to. So, you have you called it. You just got the wrong one. So, I want you to, when we get to him, I'm going to set you the challenge of sniffing him out if you can. It's, uh, it's Syndergaard. Oh, no, it's got, it's it's got to be Rodon. I thought Syndergaard was a hell of a guess. You're telling me you don't have nope written all over Syndergaard against against the Dodgers? I have got something uncomplimentary, but it's not okay. Cool. I, I, he might be past the point of nope. He might also be old yellow treatment, so that's fair. Okay, fair enough. We we'll get to it if you want to have a guess in the uh, in the comments. By oh, it's got to be Detmers. Is it Detmers? No, because Detmers it's almost had no hitter last start. He almost had a no hitter last start. Oh, who cares? That'll come back. Saying, down I, I, I feel a lot lower about Syndergaard than I do about Detmers. I don't like Detmers either, but I mean Syndergaard. Detmers Syndergaard is, a is yes. the definition of nope with four capital letters. No, um, I'll be no, is the, I'll be you're all wrong. You had one guess each, and you've ruined the game. I know. I already guessed. That's why I yeah. I you lose. I, I accepted my shirt. loss and I moved on. I'll I'll keep that shirt. I've got ready to post you. Um, the SGP Patreon. I'm going to tell you about. Um, exclusive contests, including the NFL win totals contest, a $1,000 first place prize. Um, the first um, gambling podcast stories uh, show just got recorded, uh, so that promises to be a belter. Uh, the Discord channel is sharp as a tack, um, and all the free picks and the best way to fight back against corporate gambling is at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon, at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Uh, August is... Um, over. Time is running out to draft your fantasy football team. I've got my first draft tonight. However, Dylan Rockford is doing the draft for me because it's at two o'clock in the morning, Cody Zeeb um, and everybody else from the network couldn't move it for my, selfishly, wouldn't move it. Captain Sano, you ought to blame as well. Uh, so Dylan is um, going to draft me 17 jets overnight, so I'm delighted about that. Um, so, underdog fantasy, what have we got? Best ball mania. Um, 
the largest fantasy football contest of all time, $15 million, uh, including a quite absurd $3 million going to the winner. Um, you need to get championship ready for your home league by trying out best ball on underdog. If you didn't see any of draft day last week, uh, you'll absolutely get the right idea. The time is now. The last day to draft your fantasy football team is September the 7th. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the App Store and sign up with the promo code SGPN to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code SGPN. If you're concerned with your play, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay, 7.05 is the Washington Nationals and the New York Yankees. Josiah Gray for Washington and Carlos Rodon, left-handed pitcher for the New York Yankees. He is not the nope of the night. Um, Gray is 7-10 with a 3.96 ERA. Um, and he's struggling lately. Um, five, four, five earned runs in his last three, and not going deep either. Um, three, four, and three innings pitched. It's a shame, really, because we we were quite high on Gray. I was enjoying his season, and he's got really good stuff. He just doesn't. He's just having a little bit of a lull, sort of down part of his cycle. But the Nats are playing well. Um, they were really aggressive last night against Wheeler. Um, really aggressive. They came out first pitch swinging and. Got a lead, four to nothing, and then hung on to it really, really well. Um, I was, I was going to say they, they they didn't score after the first inning, but they didn't no game. I'd back the over, um, and I went to bed delighted with myself, thinking I would cash that, and woke up furious that I didn't. I nearly, I told, I, I've had a few uh, odd moments this week. We, one of them we discussed was nearly back in the Mets to make the playoffs, and I nearly backed the Nationals to win the World Series this morning at five thousand to one. Um, which I'm not sure is a good uh, a, a good idea or not. Carlos Rodon, one and four, seven thirty three ERA. He's just miles away, absolutely miles away from where he should be. Um, one good start against the Mets, which doesn't really count. The Yankees have lost eight games in a row. Like I say, national uh, Nationals playing well, hitting lefties. You can't back the Yankees. You have to take the Nationals at plus one sixty eight. I think Scott. Yeah, of course. Uh, I, I can't believe that the Nationals are getting 168. I, the Yankees, I faded for the entire weekend against Boston. I saw Garrett Cole was laying 170 on Saturday. I laughed. I cashed an easy winner. Then I saw that they were favored by like 120 on uh, Sunday. I laughed again. I made money again because they lost again. Yankees are a bad team. They're just a really, really bad baseball team. There's, there's nothing else to say. I mean, the problem that's, that, that you run into, not even just for the Yankees, but for some other teams around the league, like the Cardinals, if you had actual expectations going into the season, and you're not even close to those expectations, and your team's slumping late in the year, your team is more likely to roll over and die than other teams because you thought your team was going to be better. The morale for the team is shot. The Yankees were projected to maybe win the division. They're below 500. They're not going to make the playoffs. They're further away from a playoff spot right now than the Nationals. That's a fact. It's actually a fact. The Nationals are closer to a playoff spot than the Yankees right now. I'm fading the Yankees. They've lost what? They've lost eight straight and they're laying like 180? I mean, that's yep. insane. Like, give me the Nationals. Like, wh- what the hell is that line? Rodon isn't pitching in a month and he was terrible anyway. <laughs> right? I You're mean, like, am I missing dying. something? No, you are absolutely right. You're just very funny with it. I'm all for it. I've got it's my pick. Too. I love it. Absolutely love it. Um, it's 7 10 Eastern first pitch. It's the Elliott Dodgers at the Cleveland Guardians. Bobby Miller for the Dodgers and Noah Syndergaard, who was not the nope of the day. I don't know how he wasn't the nope of the day. Do you have two old yellers on the card? No, I'll tell you what I've got written next to Syndergaard in a minute, but it's your turn. The, the Dodgers are minus 198. The Guardians are plus 168. The total is nine. Scott, you can go first. I'll go Dodgers run line. Uh, unlike the Yankees, they've been really, really good lately, and Syndergaard's been really bad. I'm trying to think of which player to go after for stolen bases because Mookie yeah. Betts is the obvious choice. Rojas? I think Rojas might be a sneaky option to maybe steal a base here, but I think that you're looking at, once again, Syndergaard allowing three or four guys to steal a base. I think the Reds stole five in the game uh, that Syndergaard started in last <laughs> week. Three were against Syndergaard, though. I think they had two more against uh, Hetches. I think they had a double steal there. But I'll go with the stolen bases once again for the Dodgers. Mookie might get one. Maybe Freeman gets one. Who knows? I think Rojas can get one. But Syndergaard is not very good. And the Dodgers know that because he was really bad with them earlier in the year. So give me the Dodgers minus one and a half. 
Yeah, that is the uh, only bet, really. It's my bet. The price is minus 122, which is lovely. Uh, Bobby Miller's been really good lately. What I have written next to Syndergaard is not again. Oh, okay. um, because I think I took him last week, you see. So you maybe weren't to know that. Oh, I didn't take him, but I thought he might go okay. Um, I remember I said I like the Reds every guy to steal a base and yeah. five stolen bases. So that worked out pretty well. Yeah. Um, so I just wasn't going to take him again. So yeah, if it hadn't been for that, he might have got the nope. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, there was nothing much to add. Trev, Dylan, everyone in the chat's kind of concurring. Uh, sometimes you just have to uh, look at it follow your instinct and you're absolutely correct to do so. So that's one of those occasions. Uh, Dodgers on the run line, minus 122. Um, I'm going to the top of the page here. It's the Mets, 720 Eastern first pitch is the New York Mets at the Atlanta Braves. Uh, Tyler McGill for the Mets, Bryce Elder for Atlanta. Minus one nine, sorry, plus 194, the Mets. Minus 218 on the Braves with a total of 10. Um Tyler McGill, 7-6 and six on the year, 553 ERA. His struggles very much reflect those of the Mets. He was he was okay last time against Pittsburgh. Um, but his road starts have been a huge problem. 8-20 ERA on the road. Um, has faced the Braves a couple of times this season too. 11 innings pitched, 13 hits and four walks with eight earned runs. Um, so, yeah... Tyler McGill's must be feeling a massive fear at this point um, and our fear for him going into this situation. I think you probably know that Elder, I'm not hugely convinced by, he was struggling. Um, but then the uh, Dr. Yankees sorted him out. He paid a little visit to the Yankees. They won uh, the entire game. Yeah, they, they solved all of his problems, so that was kind of the... Um, however, it is the Yankees, so that doesn't really mean much. I think he's a little bit shaky still. Um, the 10... Ten's high, but I think we can get there. Um, I'm going to say nine four uh, is the prediction. Atlanta win this nine to four. We'll get over ten. Uh, Scott. Yeah, I think I'm on the same page, but I think I am going to link the Braves run line. It's going to be a similar handicap to yesterday because you had Peterson. Now you have McGill. You're not a fan of anybody that much throughout there with in the rotation, but the Braves have just owned this team. Simply put, they're more talented at basically every position, and you're just looking at what there is to like about the Mets. And you're still waiting because you don't really like anything about the Mets. Having said that, you think they might make the playoffs. So I don't know. Maybe you can sway me. But <laughs> I for about ninety seconds on Sunday, I thought that that was yeah. It. Either way, uh, Nationals World Series on your mind. But I do think when you're looking at this matchup, I got to go with Atlanta. <laughs> they're the better team. They're great at home, and they've dominated the Mets all season long. It's a pretty clear cut case for me. I'm just going to take Braves on line and move on. Eight Tennyson first pitches. Uh, by the way. You might have noticed Lonte has gone away, but it's fine. Uh, the alien, well, the aliens might have got him. We we, uh, we don't know, but uh, we are aware that Lonte has disappeared. So don't um, don't phone the police or anything. We did we didn't know he was leaving. Uh, a Tennyson first pitches the Boston Red Sox at the Houston Astros. Tanner Houck is back for the Red Sox, and Justin Verlander goes for Houston plus one thirty two. Uh, Boston minus one forty two. The Astros eight or eight and a half. Uh, Scott, can you lead us off with Boston at Houston? Yeah, it might sound a little bit, I'd say, unexpected, but I'm going to go with Boston at plus money here. I backed Verlander last start, and I won. Not because of him, though. He did not pitch well against Miami, but luckily Lozardo was terrible, and Houston got the job done. But, yeah, I'm not going to fade Boston. I think that they're in good form. I watched them over the weekend, and once again, they were against the Yankees, so put an asterisk by that sweep. But still, the point is they've been playing some good baseball. They're trying to fight for a playoff spot. Houston got swept over the weekend by the surging Mariners, and I think that, once again, Houston is going to be fine in the grand scheme of things. But Boston's been good, just simply put. I think they're a solid team, and you're looking at, at Verlander struggling last time out against the Miami offense. That's been better lately that I'm still not a big fan of in general. I'm going to lean Boston a plus money. I like their current form, and there's some value on it, in my opinion. This is really, really, really hard. Uh, you look at Verlander and you, you kind of name recognition. Um, so you, you're trying to then find a way out with that. But you're right, he hasn't been great. He's had he only had three starts uh, for Houston, only one of them at home. And he won that game 11-3. to um, against the Angels, right? Yeah, exactly. So I've seen, there's been a lot of these games where if it's against the Mets, it doesn't count. If it's against the Yankees, it doesn't count. That's obviously slightly tongue-in-cheek. Uh, but the Angels are, are fairly similar. Um, it wasn't a bad performance, but uh, six six innings and three earned runs. Um, and I like Tanner Houck. Um, he's been out since June the 16th. Um, 
But generally, whenever he pitches, I'm kind of a fan of what he does. Um, and I found a lot of success in taking the Red Sox recently. Uh, they're never a particularly prohibitive price um, due to the the pitches that they roll out. So I'll take Boston in the first five here. Um, it's going to be close. Uh, but yeah, it won't take much. One swing of the bat and at the prices, plus 132. Um, I'm going to take Boston to get this done early. Okay. Next up is A. I'm going back down the board. 8-10. Eastern first pitch. Seattle Mariners at the Chicago White Sox. Seattle officially TBD, uh, likely to be George Kirby, we believe. Um, and for the White Sox, it will be Mike Clevenger. Minus 148 on Seattle, plus 124 on the White Sox. Total is eight and a half. George Kirby, 10 and eight, 323 on the year. Going really, really well. Like him a lot. Uh, fun pitcher to watch on a fun team. Um, gave up four earned against Kansas City last time. It wasn't a disaster. Um, he just, he just, just gave up. A couple of hard hit balls at inappropriate times. It wasn't like he came out and pitched badly. Um, he's got a historically good walk to strikeout ratio: two hundred and sixty-six strikeouts to thirty-six walks. I think he's breaking records. I saw a stat today where for pitchers under the age of twenty-five, I think it's the best uh, ratio that anyone's ever had going back to nineteen oh one or something. Um, and the Mariners are absolutely frying. Uh, we took them on Friday night to make the playoffs at plus 130. If the playoffs started a day, Seattle get Minnesota. I mean, what a... I don't know what price they are now. I bet that plus 130 must have gone already. Um, it was a good time to take it, but Seattle make the playoffs. They then get the Twins, so they're considerably better than. There's, a, there's some value in, in Mariners' futures if you have a look around at the moment. Um, Mike Clevenger's been in excellent form for Chicago. 5-5, five 326 five, on the year. But he has a 130 ERA in his last five. It's one of the very few things about the White Sox you can trust at the moment. Um, I've got this as a bit of a pitching duel. Uh, first five under Scott is my bet. Yeah, that was my exact play. I like Seattle as well, but I know, of course, the prices have jacked up on Seattle because they've been that good. I'm not going to stand in front of a freight train, though, so I'm not going to pick the White Sox, but I know Clevenger has been pretty good lately. I like Kirby a lot as well. I think he's a solid pitcher. I'm with you on the first five under. Pretty short and sweet. Eight tennis and first pitch, the Minnesota Twins at the Milwaukee Brewers. We have Bailey Ober uh, for Minnesota, and we have uh, Wade Miley, left-handed pitcher, going for the Brewers. Minus 110. This is tight on the Brooks. Minus 110, Minnesota, and minus 106 on the Brewers. Total is set at eight and a half. Um, I like Bailey Ober. Uh Sort of minimum two earned runs. He's going no length more. anymore. He's going less than five yeah. and a third and four straight, though. That's the problem. He's he's hit the little down down part of his cycle. I think he's given up a lot of hits as well. His whip's quite high, and he's struggling to keep the ball in the park. There's uh, home runs every start now as well. Uh, so if you can try and find a brewer to hit one out, uh, is an option. Um, Miley is th- he's got a three twelve ERA in his last five starts. And that might be good enough, I think. You couple that with the fact that Minnesota are hitting 227 against left-handed pitching. The Brewers have won three in a row before the Monday night game. So it's close. So you're looking for little things that are going to split the two teams. And just that, the Twins against the lefties, the Brewers having a decent run, Miley in good form. All the all the nudges are nudging you towards the Brewers. Uh, Milwaukee on the money line, minus 106 for me, Scott. Yeah, I agree. I think this price is a bit too short. I feel like, once again, Minnesota's been in good form. Milwaukee, though, has also been in, in pretty good form. People keep talking about how the Cubs keep winning and how, you know, the Cubs might be able to surpass the Brewers. Brewers are still up three. They've been holding serve. They've been doing their thing. Once again, not in a flashy way. I know the offense kind of woke up a little bit over the weekend. But Milwaukee's been sturdy. They've been, you know, a steady first-place team, and I think that you're getting a pretty good price with them. Miley's been in good form, and Ober, I'm not the biggest fan of right now. I think he's always been a fine pitcher, but he was kind of, in my opinion, overachieving earlier this season, and it does seem like he's kind of regressed back to the mean. I don't like Minnesota's bullpen. I think we agree on that. So if Ober's going to give you no length, I have a lot more faith in Milwaukee's bullpen in the final couple innings than Minnesota's. So I'll lean to Milwaukee at home on the on the uh, money line. 
Sturdy is an excellent descriptive word to use there, Scott. I once described the IT department's legs as sturdy, and she wasn't thrilled. Let's <laughs> I thought it was a compliment. It depends what decade you're in. I don't know if you can say that anymore. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, this is, well, yeah, it was quite recently, but oh, okay. um, yeah, it was a windy day, and I said she'd be all right because of her sturdy <laughs> pins. There you go. Uh, so she wasn't thrilled, but the Brewers might be. Um, where are we going? 9.38 Eastern first pitch, the Cincinnati Reds at the LA Angels. Andrew Abbott, uh, we think, for Cincinnati, officially TBD. Lucas Giolito, am I on the right page? Well, Giolito was supposed to pitch on Monday, yeah. but the game got rained out, so he might, he's probably pitching. Oh, I'm seeing lots of names. Fight, yes. Yeah, I'm seeing lots of names here that we handicapped yesterday. Blake Snell's underneath, that's why. I looked at Giolito, panicked, looked down and saw Snell, and we handicapped him last night as well, didn't we? Um Okay, well, I had Reed Detmers, um, obviously, as discussed earlier on. I think everyone had Reed Detmers down, so um, I don't quite know where to go with this, Scott. I've got, I mean, Andrew Abbott, um, is, he's got a yes written next to his name. Uh, is the, his last two starts, he's been back to normal. He had a, he had a couple of little shaky episodes, um, but his last two starts are exactly how he should be. Um, and, I'm a, well, I did handicap Giolito last night, so I still should have the notes uh, somewhere. Have you got much for this one, Scott? Uh, for me, I was just going to keep fading Giolito. Uh, it's not as uh, fun as backing Ashcraft, as I know we both were in favor of uh, yesterday, but still, I can't back Giolito. He's made four starts with the Angels. They've not exactly gone well, and I think that, once again, the Reds have some firepower that can get to him, and Giolito gives up a lot of contact and a lot of home runs. Not a great combo facing off against Cincinnati, the Reds have been struggling a bit lately. Offensively, they struggled over the weekend, but I know that the firepower is still there. I'm still going to lean to the Reds, but I felt better about it when it was Ashcraft. Ah, this is tremendous. I'm, I'm delighted with what's going on here. So I found my notes. Um, anyway, I had things written down about G League. It was four starts for the Angels. Earned runs, three, nine, three, and four. He's given up six homers, and he's walked nine. Um so I was happy to take the Reds. We had them at well, plus 110 with Ashcraft, plus 132 with Abbott. I think Abbott's better than Ashcraft. Um, so I'm happier, and we're getting a better price. Sign me up. Most of um, in recent form. I, I just wanted to back Ashcraft. You might be able to take the Reds in both games because you might split both pitchers in the games on Tuesday. Yeah. Um, yeah, sign me up for Cincinnati at plus 132, please. 9.40 Eastern first pitch. Um, this is the only missing pitcher we've got. Um, although we do have some lines. It's Kansas City Royals at the Oakland Athletics. Uh, Angel Zerpa, left-handed pitcher for Kansas City. Oakland, I have no idea who's going to pitch for them. Uh, but we've got minus 125 on the Royals, plus 105 on Oakland, with a total of eight. Um, I can tell you a little bit about Zerpa. Uh, one and one with a 6.07 ERA. Um, he started one game. He's generally been a long reliever. And that apart from that, it's pretty hard to read. I don't really think it matters who goes for Oakland. I mean, we saw CS go on Sunday. Um, we saw, I think we're going to see Blackburn tonight, which means whoever's left, I don't think it really matters um, who Oakland is going to trot out. I, Kansas City will beat Oakland um, more times than not. Um, and at minus 125, I think Gunter ahead, you'd pick that. This will be 15th on the list, I imagine, of everybody's betting cards tomorrow. Uh, but if I was forced, I would take Kansas City, Scott. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm a bit disappointed, though, because I was expecting another couple-minute rant there about the Athletics double-A lineup that they were going to trot out there for this game. Uh, yeah, well, I did, my, no, I did my bit last time. Okay. I wasn't sure if they were going to recycle the bit, because it's still going to apply for every game <laughs> for the rest of the season. That's why I wasn't sure. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, but I'm uh, with you on Kansas City. The only thing that stopped me from taking Kansas City yesterday was Blackburn, who, once again, I do like for Oakland. Besides him, though, the lineup's a joke, and the pitching staff's not any good. It's one of the worst teams that's ever been assembled. I said that about a month into the season. I believe at this point in the year, they have the fourth-worst run differential of all time. Oh, wow. Yeah, so once again, Beautiful. baseball's been around for about 130 years uh, for the majors. Fourth-worst run differential of all time. I'll take Kansas City. Um, Dylan reckons it might be Ken Waldichuk. So yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, point proven. Kansas Let's City. Stick yeah, exactly. with Kansas City. Is the right answer. Uh -huh. uh, Josh has turned up uh, in the chat. Josh thirty four. How are you doing, Josh? Nice to have you. Um, and the penultimate game 
This has flown by. Scott, we're on good form here. Uh, the Texas Rangers at the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, John Gray will take on Zach Gallen. The lines are plus 112 for Texas, minus 130 for Gallen. Total, you can have an eight. You can have an eight and a half. Scott, what have you got? I'm going to lean to the under in this one. I like both pitchers here. Gray was on the short end of the stick last time out. He pitched well, but... Detmers had a no-hitter through seven, and they ended up losing the game. I think it was 2 nothing. But Gallon's been good lately. We know his home road splits all season long have been alarming, but he's been very good at home. I like the starters here. So I'm going to lean to the first five under in this one. I'd consider Arizona, but I do think Texas is still the better team. But Arizona's been in good form. I'm going to do something dangerous, and I'll fade the Rangers' offense and even Arizona's offense, who's been playing some decent baseball lately. Give me the first five under. I just like the starters in this game. I've gone full game under, so yeah, uh, same cat skins. I've seen enough of Arizona's way. ballpen. I'll, I'll pass. Yeah, about. fair enough. I'll give you that. Um, what got me was, dude, I mean, you look for some sort of key pointers. In, uh, in Gray's last two starts, the game's finished two to nothing and two to one. In Gallon's last two starts, the game's finished three to one and three to nothing. So we're not even getting close to an over. Just we'll play that game again anywhere around your life. Uh, we'll take the under eight and a half. 9.40. Eastern is the final game on the card here. The Miami Marlins at the San Diego Padres. Two lefties going. Jesus Lozardo for Miami and Blake Snell for San Diego, who we did handicap last night, I believe. Um, the lines are close. Plus 100, even money for Miami. And minus 120 on the Padres. Total is eight. Um, Scott, these lines are too close together, aren't they? Uh, for the first five, they are. That's where I'm going. I mean, I gave it up for Snell yesterday. I'll do it again. Lazardo's bad, or at least he's been really bad lately. I know that I've been low on him for a while, and I questioned why the Marlins traded uh, Sterling Marte for him about a year or two ago. Then he was good to start the year, and it looked like they might have you know, struck gold there, but Lazardo's regressed back to his underwhelming self, and I can't trust him. He's gotten shelled in about four straight starts. Snell, in my opinion, is going to win the Cy Young, but at least he's a finalist. And we know his numbers for the last couple of months. They've been incredible. Goes no length, though. So I'll take the Padres' first five, probably minus a half. But at this price, I'd be shocked if the Padres didn't close at like 140. I think this line's way too short. Yeah. And I see a lot of people betting on Snell before game time. Uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. I've got one word written next to his, just Lazardo's name, Scott. You know what that word is? It was a nope. That's right. It's nope. There yeah, he is. Right. It is. Just Lazardo. He's right at the end. Everybody missed him hiding in game 15 of the card. Um, and say we, we handicapped. I, w- I would have guessed Lazardo, but I, I forgot that he was actually pitching. I got so. Because <laughs> I'm looking at a database, and the database does not have a Miami pitcher listed. So uh, okay. I was set up for failure. That's what happened. Yeah. I, I was okay. framed, I tell you. I was framed. I apologize for that. Um, okay. This is the same pick as his handicap last night. Um, Lazardo is nominally better than Johnny Cueto, possibly. But. Not I pointed out last night. Yeah, true. Um, Snell, 257 last five, 282 at home. Um, the Padres have won all five of his last... Uh, of those. They've won all five of Snell's last starts, and they've covered the run line in all five as well. So it's an easy pick. Right, the I think, I on think the you were trying to say the Padres have won five straight Snell starts. And that's what you were trying to say. That's what I said, yeah. Yeah, okay. Sort of. I had all the right words. It looks like just... you got yourself in a tongue twister, so I was trying to call no, you out. Yeah, right words, not necessarily in the right order. Uh, Padres run line, long story short. Um, and now it is time to pick. I haven't got my dog and my lock uh, ready yet. I often like to see what you and Lonte have got to say um, and how persuasive you can be. So uh, lead us off, Scott. Sure. Uh, so I was torn for the lock. I, I know a game and matchup I'm going to pick. The question is, do I want to take Snell money line in the first five, or do I want to take the minus a half in the first five? I think I'll live a little. Give me this. Give me the uh, Padres minus a half in the first five at plus money. Should be plus money right now. It won't be by game time, but I'll take it now. Uh, I just think Snell, once again, has been in great form for the last couple months. Uh, he doesn't go much length, but that's not my problem for the first five. And Lazardo's been a lost cause, so I'm going to go with the Padres to get it done early in this game before maybe the bullpen blows it. But for my dog, you know where I'm going with this one. Give me the Nationals at plus yeah. 164 on FanDuel. This is a really stupid line. I don't get it. Rodon's been really bad all year. He hasn't pitched in about a month, and the Nationals have been playing some good baseball lately. 
Gray has not been great lately, but the Yankees can't even hit bad pitchers, so it doesn't really matter. I can't believe this line. I, I, I just don't understand it. There's a Yankees tax when this team is below 500 and when this team has lost eight straight games. Give me the Nationals money line at plus 164. So, Mike Dog, I've got two written down because I knew you were going to give that out to... I couldn't um, avoid it. That price is nuts. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it jumps off the page. Absolutely jumps off the page. Uh, the second one I'll give out is... A, I'm going to... It's a sure dog, we'll call him. Because, um, like I say, I do, I do like Washington, but we can't, we can't just give out one. Um, it's Cincinnati again, at plus one thirty-two. Um, Abbott at Giolito. Um, Giolito's terrible. The Angels are wobbly, um, and I really like Andrew Abbott. And it's just a, they shouldn't be uh, plus one thirty-two. Can't believe we're getting an extra twenty-two points than we were uh, with Ashcraft for effectively what looks to me like the same game. And I really like my luck, um, as I should. It's my luck. Um, the Brewers to beat the Twins on the money line is minus 106. Uh, just everything, all the ticks were in the Brewers side of the of the margins here. Um, I like Miley recently over over. I like the Brewers generally over Minnesota. Minnesota don't hit lefties. Um, Ober's not getting much length. He's giving up homers. Um yeah, everything just was all Brewers. Everything pointed towards the Brewers. Uh, so I'll take Milwaukee at minus 106, Scott. And I think, uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we have done it. End of the show. Scott, do you need to tell the people about anything? Not really. Uh, I've been busy with the tennis podcast, so US Open coming up. Stay tuned for that. I know college football is coming up this weekend, so college experience has been very busy with some previews. I might have been cramming a couple of those. I might have been watching some uh, before it went live. So I'm trying to cram all the information right before the test. Yeah, so I started my NFL stuff today just listening um, for fantasy and picks and things like that. Um, I just started listening to Sean and Ryan's um, divisional previews and what have you. Um, I recorded the Premier League show just an hour ago. And there's not much. We did a review of the weekend action. I, I, post, I posted it while we were recording the baseball. Ah, well done, Scott. So um, but yeah, there's, there's some weird old European action this week in the Champions League and the Europa League and the Conference League. So we handicapped all kinds of weird and wonderful teams. So go and listen to that. We were in good form. A uh, little winner again tonight, uh, Crystal Palace against Arsenal. So yeah, we're chundering along with uh, profit every week. So go and have a little listen. Um, but yeah, thanks everyone. The chat was live and kicking as always. We do appreciate it. Uh, good luck with your picks uh, tonight and tomorrow. Uh, we'll be back usual time um, and we'll see you down the road. Cheers.